wanted to say it in a weird way welcome to issue number 27 of the infinite backlog a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy marvel comics i'm andy a novice at the slings and arrows of outrageous cupid and with me are my co-hosts shane a knight chasing a lost cause oh yes a very high concept <laughs> and rory a man caught unclothed in an arctic storm Ooh, baby that's me that's your friend rory <laughs> Uh, so today's comics feature Captain Marvel, the Avengers, Thor, the Hulk, Adam Warlock, Daredevil, and the Defenders, which is a ridiculous list of people. I'm so sorry. And and they take us from July 74 to January 75. And during this time, President Nixon announces his resignation is re- replaced by Gerald Ford. <laughs> Gerald Ford immediately pardons Nixon of literally everything he ever did. And, uh, and also Wheel of Fortune premieres on NBC. Uh, and I know a certain Rory who is very pleased about his 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 wheels and his jeopardies. I'm not. A, I, I never got into the wheel. I just like calling it the wheel. Uh, I just like using the common <sighs> slang. It's like those people who call Dave Matthews Dave, and you're like, I hate what everything about you and your taste in music <laughs> and your choices. But I wish I just like did that. I wish I was a part of that team. I want to be on the in crowd so bad. <laughs> I want to like those songs. I want to like his his Matthews band, Dave's wanna- Matthews band. Dave and his his band made up of seven different Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them are Matthew Perry, though. Yeah, yeah, no relation. Yeah, I, no, I don't. I like the wheel. I like the wheel, but Pat Sajak is a smug motherfucker, and every time you get something wrong, he's like, "Hmm, you're fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "What? Why are you so sassy right now?" <laughs> A plate of sizzling hot fajitas. It's such an odd combination of like Scrabble math and pure random chance and knowing phrases, like <laughs> knowing yes. idioms. It's just such an <laughs> odd show. I cannot believe how popular it is. Guess what I'm thinking right now? The game. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I I like the wheel because it has some variety and I like I like those stupid puzzles. I'm always into crosswords like in the paper and so there's some overlap there with my with my brain with my word brain. I'm just a Jeopardy baby. Yeah, but I don't do trivia. I don't fucking know things. That's my problem is I don't know <laughs> things. I just want to learn just a little bit of math and a little <laughs> bit of idioms and call it a day. I guess a little bit of math and a lot of idioms. <laughs> Shane, what's your favorite? Um, I, you know, I got to take the middle ground. I like them both. I, oh, I feel like I'm boo. not. Oh, sh- shut, shut, shut your whore mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not good at either of them. So I am oh. okay at both. So you don't know things and you can't spell things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pretty. So <laughs> I'm way, I think I'm way better at, uh, wheel. Than I am at Jeopardy, though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, neither of those skills are going to help us today 
here in Marvel where we have actually like an absurd amount of stuff to talk about. And uh, I had a really good time. Litmus test with y'all. Did you enjoy these? I had a really great time. Um, I would say the lows were um, higher than normal, but I I didn't really love anything I read. There was no Dracula mm-hmm. present, right? Like the highs were the highs also came. Yeah, it's, both sides came to the middle. I think the lows and the highs. I mean, I mean, in in the audio production world, we call that compression. You take the you take the 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 outliers and you shove them towards the middle, and you make everything all kind of samey, and then you just boost it. Uh, I, I had a pretty solid expected level of fun. Um, and in that, in that spirit, let's talk about the middleest of the road, uh, the incredible Hulk, which has never ceased to unimpress me. And, uh, if you remember from last week, we have the Hulk sort of stranded on counter earth for a second time. The, the, the plot's so nice. They used it twice and (laughs) we're dealing with president man beast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and 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 adam warlock yeah hold on andrew don't you dare take another step farther into this issue this is not an incredible hulk comic this is an no. adam warlock comic I featuring know. the hulk this was absurd how uh how much this was just warlock i know i'm actually so sorry i i feel like i've pulled a shitty trick on you when we had that conversation <laughs> last time a week or two ago about let's get rid of adam warlock and then it turns out we still have not spent a week without adam warlock <laughs> and uh i apologize but also don't <laughs> yeah it's um it is it is uh predictably not good they had a full last supper panel in this one yeah. They did the entire they did the entire crucifixion. Yeah. And during the Last Supper, Hulk's just sitting there minding his manners. For a whole week, Hulk just hangs out minding his manners yeah. <laughs> eating dinner with Warlock. It kind of turns out that all the Hulk ever really needed was acceptance to act like a normal person. <laughs> he just needed to be accepted and to have a very Jesus-y man shake his hand and say, Nice to meet you. Uh, cause he acted like a real normal dude who didn't know anything, but at like at every turn, Adam Warlock is hearing him go like, me no like guns. And he's like, you're right. You're so wise for not liking guns. Maybe you're the wisest of all of us, Hulk. <laughs> wow, Hulk, you have, you have a lot more wisdom than we know. <laughs> like, it's, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's pretty extreme. I did I did enjoy it though. Uh and and on a really shitty level, I have to say there are no better man uh man beast minions now than the names of Barracudar and Porcupinus. Porcupinus Porcupinus hung out with Adam Warlock. Is he a bad guy? I thought he was one of the rejected man beasts. Yes. Or ma- no no no. You're, they, you're, they, they like switch sides. You're not you're not wrong. He is a defector. He Porcupinus is a good guy. He has become one of the monster apostles. Because at one point, at, w- at one point, Porcupinus, the monster apostle, speaks this line. He says, Adam once told me I was a timber on which he would build a house of goodwill. Which is like some absurdly Bible shit. It's, yeah. Like, that's almost oh, just straight from, like, you could almost chapter and verse that. And I, uh... Yeah, I'm not here for it, but I get what they're doing. And like Shane mentioned, they do put him up on a crucifix at one point. That's not a crucifix, but it is a crucifix. And yeah, I- they 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 do the entire crucifixion. They do the <laughs> they do the rebirth. They do like the 
the last supper with fucking Judas, but like Judas is Hulk, right? Cause he like Hulks out and ruins <laughs> yeah. dinner. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know how Judas did, you know how Judas is famous <laughs> for that one sin he committed ruining dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember when Judas knocked over like the wine glass and then all of dinner was ruined for all of the apostles. You're such a Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. If there's one good thing that happened out of this three-issue Hulk arc, it's that at the end, we see Warlock, and he literally says, hey, fuck Counter-Earth. There's actually other worlds that need my health help, and he bounces, uh, which gives me hope that we're never going to see Counter-Earth again, but I know that's probably not true, but at the very least, Warlock has got other shit to do. Can we yeah. also talk about how Hulk takes care of his weird death cocoon? <laughs> He cradling it like a child. Like, yeah, he like cradles the cocoon and he carries it around. <laughs> My friend is dead. <laughs> so let's check in on the Thanos arc a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna finish this one up. Uh, we have an Avengers issue that kind of happens at the same time as a Captain Marvel issue, and then we get a climax in Captain Marvel. Uh, any any big feelings on this? Strong opening, just the strongest opening mm-hmm. on this on this Libra character. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because we cut in on Avengers in the middle of a bunch of incomprehensible plot lines we aren't following. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I this is the first Avengers we've read that I kind of liked. Um, I mean, like I said, this is, mm-hmm. you know, calling it good might might be a stretch, but it feels like it's finally finding some character. Characters yeah. have a little rapport. I don't know what else to say about it. It just felt like this is the Avengers now and not just a random Marvel malarkey. No, I totally agree with you. And and as we have sort of discussed a little bit before, because you know, we haven't spent a ton of time with the Avengers on this podcast, because I think their content is largely kind of shit right now. But the the actual interest is coming from the new set of Avengers, right? So it's pretty much, it's pretty consistently the interesting stuff is happening with Vision, Wanda. Now we've got Mantis in the mix. It's like, you know, they've got more interesting character drama going on than, you know, Captain America and Iron Man, who just sort of are one note. Yeah, it's kind of fun. We see Vision is sort of a uh, uh, a big flirt. There's the perception that he's having a dalliance with uh, with with Mantis and Mantis's boyfriend or maybe like wannabe boyfriend. I'm not really sure. The swordsman is like, what are you doing, Mr. Steel, your girl? And like Wanda's in the corner going, oh, no. And Vision is just <laughs> so oblivious with his robot brain. He's like, there's nothing going on. This is illogical. Let's move on. I'm just a robot. <laughs> I'm just a robot. It's not cheating if you're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> Look, it's not a there's nothing in the rule book that says a robot can't cheat. What I'm saying is if a robot does it, it's not cheating. <laughs> well, I feel like maybe the line is if it takes batteries, it's not cheating. How about that? Mm, okay. See, I like that. That has layers. That has good, yummy layers. Like a, that, like a tiramisu. <laughs> like, a fuck, like a tiramisu of fucking. Yeah. That's, you know, it's very ambiguous, which is what cheaters normally really like, right? Yes. They do love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess the only thing I could say about the Avengers issue that I thought was cool is that they're uh and and again this isn't cool in the issue as written it's just a cool concept uh all of thanos's like disparate like crazy army of mercenaries they don't all speak the same language and so they've got this device somewhere on one of their ships that's allowing them 
to all communicate. Like they all see like text and, and hear stuff like in their own native language. And as a way to fuck up the fleet, the Avengers actually destroy that. And then they all can't talk to each other and everything falls apart. And I think that's a really neat idea that's poorly utilized in the in the comic. It, and although it doesn't explain why some monsters speak Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That is mentioned. Somebody says that they see Vietnamese. Uh, it, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever, like, whatever. <laughs> oh, something I forgot to mention, because we're, we're talking about the the um, the um Thanos arc, and so Starlin, you know, is uh, Jim Starlin is a big part of, of writing all this stuff. And I, I, I it occurred to me when we were reading the, the Hulk stuff with Warlock, Warlock has started calling his gem in his forehead, he started calling it the Soul Jewel. Which kind of makes me think Starlin has sort of figured out what he wants the end game to be, or has sort of oh. like started figuring out that he wants the Infinity Stones to happen. Because I don't know that we've heard that that name used before, like the Soul Jewel or the Soul Gem or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I noticed that too. So it kind of makes me wonder if Starlin's like, "Hey, I want to build up to this gem arc." But yeah, because they're the gems in the comic, right? Not the stones. Yeah, I think yeah, they're gems or jewels. Yeah, and so. I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was I thought it was noteworthy because I, I don't know how soon we're getting all the infinity gems, but and and like any of that plot line starting. But yeah, it just it, it stood out to me. Like maybe Starlin was like, hey, writers, let's start seeding this because I have this cool idea that I want to build towards. And Thanos is dope and he's my baby. And let's do this. <laughs> uh, speaking of Thanos, he's a god now. So he starts uh, Captain Marvel 33 as a as a full on like, you know, fused with the cosmos type god. Sort of. And it's also not terribly clear how we win. Am I wrong in that? Like, what do you? T- no, it's very clear. <laughs> Captain Marvel uses his old man karate chop strength to break the yeah, cube. That's what in I half. noticed. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, at that's some exactly point, Thanos what happened, ages really. him up a million years. And then, as a, as a ratchety old man, <laughs> karate chops the, the cube, karate chops the scary square. <laughs> The scariest square. The spook uh, square. <laughs> it, uh, it was anticlimactic. We sort of learn like really quickly. I think it's, uh, oh, what's her name? Moon Dragon. I think Moon. No, it's not Moon Dragon. It's Mantis. So Mantis shows up and is like, hey, so me and Mentor kind of figured out this thing about how like gods can't exist if no one's worshiping them and no one's worshiping Thanos. So he's probably not really a god. He's probably just still using the cube. And it was all just like this weird misdirection and only just sort of looks like the cube is unimportant. Is this really it was like it all happened in like two panels. And then we got a full page of, of Captain Marvel aging and then the karate chop and then Thanos was gone. The, so the 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 reason she just like kind of shows up, I think this is a really interesting thing where instead of instead of Thanos, just like destroying the avengers or breaking them out of existence he he takes reality and steps time away they're trapped in like another dimension of time which is only a heartbeat away from our dimension so they can't be a part of it anymore like it's a bit like what the high evolutionary did to counter earth yeah like 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 a weird like we're vibrating in a different frequency you can't experience or something um but Mantis has spooky powers where she can control her own body to an extent where she can force herself into the into the other reality or at least to be perceived enough to be perceived by Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was it was, it was OK. I, I'm not going to complain too hard about it. It was just really quick. Um, I liked we get some shots of Mistress Death uh, 
as Thanos like fucking loses and she just like laughs her ass off. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know if that speaks to Thanos's romantic chances or if she just thinks it's <laughs> cosmically funny that he failed so hard. Um anyway, it's fun. Uh but now now we have to talk about I know the one that we want to talk about is Captain Marvel issue 34. The man who explodes. <laughs> yes, with the man who explodes. Uh, there is a new artist, thank God, because the previous artist was driving me nuts. Jansen, Klaus Jansen, was not doing... He was drawing a lot of really long faces and strange proportions, and we have oh, yeah. this uh, new person now. But uh, this is the one with Rick Jones and his new uh, his new music partner, Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> with... <laughs> I, okay, she's introduced. Mordecai P. Boggs is like, hey, you're going to have a partner. And they're both like... What? That's weird. She's this black woman, and she walks in on Rick Jones practicing guitar, but he's playing Gary Indiana for, mu- for Music Man, and she blows him the fuck up for playing show tunes, and I was here for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be a rock star. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 you know, speaking as a person who is been paid to professionally perform musical theater. Oh, boy. Uh, we deserve getting blown up. Oh, good. I mean, if you're going to sing Gary Indiana as like a 25-year-old man, then yeah, you fucking deserve to get blown <laughs> up. That's a child's song. It's a child's song. Oh, God. But also, I don't know. Show tunes are dumb. I love them, but musicals are dumb. <laughs> I didn't even know it was Sorry, a song. Sorry, I'm going on record. And I thought, I thought it was just Rick Jones' new tune oh, about yeah. Gary Indiana, which I found also hilarious. Gary, Indiana, the world's best city. If you're if you're in if you're in on the joke or not, it works. It's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> we get Carol Danvers back a little bit too. Yeah, you get to see her a little. Uh, yeah, we do. We get to see her blown up for sure, just like always. So Dandy is like got no time for Rick Jones, right? The whole comic, she she's just egging him on every yeah. time he sucks. And to the point where he's like, I can't transform into Captain Marvel. Dandy will know that I'm a sucker. <laughs> I, I cannot take another yeah. blow my ego. Well, considering they have this like, like really sort of shoved in scene of Rick Jones and Luann breaking up before he goes on tour. I have to wonder if they're setting up Dandy to be Rick Jones like new. I would hate it. She she as a character has got a lot more going on than anything else in the, in Captain Marvel. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. I think she's cool. And we haven't seen her perform yet. Or like, I mean, obviously it's on a page, so we're not going to hear it. But like, we haven't seen other people react to her. So I don't know. Presumably she's a really good singer. So like, it could be a fun duo if they're making music together in between, you know, saving the world. <laughs> Just sort of Captain Marvel sitting alone, cross-legged in the negative zone while Rick Jones goes on tour. <laughs> I I had a I had a weird thought about Captain Marvel sitting inside of Rick Jones's head during like mm-hmm. the weird the weird breakup scene where oh, yeah. the it was like the writers and the artists were like how do we make this breakup really emotional but it ended up just being kind of dumb I just imagine Captain Marvel sitting there and being like just fucking leave just go why are you still here talking to this person just go why aren't the lights on why are you breaking up in this extremely dark room yeah. why are you such a moody little bitch Rick Jones <laughs> And I and Captain Marvel can like talk to him the whole time too. So Rick Jones is like trying to be emotional and be like, "Oh, it's totally you know not the right time and it's not about us." And the whole time, Captain Marvel is inside of his head, just going, "Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, like, shut up, leave." 
<laughs> I'm bored of this one. Find a new woman. <laughs> my TV show, my Rick Jones TV show new needs needs variety. Yeah, I was I was sad that we didn't actually get any time with Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel to sort of like talk about their former kiss relationship that they had. Yeah. She tries. She does try. And he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> so they just happen into into what is it, Mr. Nitro? Nitro the monster exploder? Yeah. Uh, he's just he happens into them. He, we we get a few panels of what's going on in him in his life prior to crossing paths, but uh, they're just driving down. They just get into an accident on the highway with an exploding man. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely <laughs> coincidental, and uh, and he's trying to steal Compound Thirteen, which is apparently a perfect nerve gas that causes instant death. Which really makes me wonder what Carol Danvers is doing with her time and if she's spending it ethically. <laughs> Uh, probably not. Not at all. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, does he die? Does the man who explodes die? Do we see what happens to him? I don't even know. It's unclear, I think. I think it seems like he exploded and hasn't reconstituted himself yet. But what was it? What was it even? It was his name? Agent, Agent Nitro, yes. He's like some sort of weird alien sleeper agent. Okay, I desperately want to talk about Thor right now. Can we do this? We, we read a three-issue arc of Thor. Thor teaming up with Galactus against Ego, the living planet. Uh, which is, I, I guess, a reverse of a thing we read like a few weeks ago, where Thor teamed up against Galactus with Ego. I, where are we at with this one? Uh, it was goofy. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing out of it. And I mean, three issues. It just kind of lied to Ego, punch Ego, and then Ego's like, "Fine, I'll go away for a little while, but you'll be sorry." It a very little actually happens. Well. It, I want to I want to correct that a little bit. He doesn't go away of his own volition. Here's what this is my version of what happens. Galactus says, "Hey guys, it's time to go. I took care of it." And they're like, "What? We only stunned him." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I stuck jets on him, and they're going to blast <laughs> him out of fucking everywhere." <laughs> uh because Galactus puts jets on Ego and this planet, this anguished face planet just sort of <laughs> Just blasted out of known space. <laughs> I I did I did really enjoy that very end. Uh, it cracked me up. It's goofy, but no, you're not you're not wrong. It's it's kind of nothing. It 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 does introduce us to Fire Lord, who I don't think we've seen yet, and I have right. good things to say about Fire Lord. Oh, tell me about what you think about Fire Lord. <clears throat> so I th- I think listen, I think Fire Lord's fucking cool. I don't know anything about him, right? But I do know. That a million years ago, what, I know we've talked about how we played HeroClix a million oh, years ago. Oh, you had I a Fire to, Lord? Listen, I have to tell you that Fire Lord was like part of the meta of that oh. game. It wasn't just you had a Fire Lord. It was every person in a two million mile radius was playing Fire Lord on their team. Oh. And he's, I don't know, he's he's fucking cool. I like his design a lot. I like his word pole. His like dual fire pole that lets him fly. Yeah, yeah. Like... That's that's a that's a fun thing. I don't know. It it was it was it was cool. Like I enjoyed probably this these two issues of Thor more than I have enjoyed Thor. A, oh a, yeah, a long time. it's significantly better than any other Thor we've read. Maybe since the first issues we read. Yeah, I mean, like little car Galactus comes back. Like... <laughs> yeah, he's upgraded his car a little bit. It's a bit like a convertible car now. <laughs> yeah, Odin did. <laughs> Odin does that thing again where he's like, oh, Thor's talking to people. I got to like watch him because when he talks to people, shit happens. 
right? Oh my like god, his... it's so funny. He doesn't do anything, <laughs> and and Sif is sitting there next to him watching Thor TV, and and he's like, oh well, okay, he's not betraying me, so I'll just watch what happens. And she goes, well, what if, what if you don't help and Thor dies? And Odin goes, well, then I'll mourn him and I'll get revenge. And Sif is like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> This is your son, Odin. And he just is like, yeah, well, he can take care of his fucking self. I like this chair that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's they, they, have a, they have a really strange relationship, I think. I did I did like the backstory of the weird mute, mutant body morph thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do get a whole sequence of Ego's backstory as a man yeah. named Egros. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Marvel. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a boilerplate like, oh no, our planet has got some sort of disaster. We're gonna save the whole people, and then we don't. It, at some point, Galactus kind of waxes poetic. Like we could have been allies in a world where Ego wasn't a jerk and I didn't rock. <laughs> Unfortunately, I rock and Ego sucks. <laughs> <laughs> In this world, you either suck or you rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he puts jets on him, and he, he gets him the fuck out of there, and then everybody goes home. Uh, that was Thor. Jets on him. That can that can probably be our cover. It's just ego with rocket boosters on his butt. <laughs> that's hang on. That's not the end of Thor because we have to talk about how there's a, the destroyer gets a new life. Oh right. They pull the robot out of the ocean, which I guess he just sort of left it in Earth's ocean. The destroyers just sort of deactivated. And yeah, because uh, yeah, Fire Lord wants out of his Herald contract. Because if we didn't mention it, Fire Lord is the new Herald of Galactus replacing Silver Surfer. Uh, and Galactus is like, well, fine, you can get out of your contract. You just got to find a replacement. You got to find a sublet for this position. And uh, and so Thor's like, have this uh, dead robot. Yeah, but it's an odd. Galactus is like, okay. <laughs> it's an odd moral quandary because it's like, all right, Fire Lord's a living person who doesn't want to be a herald. So but it seems like Galactus is going to give life and agency to the Destroyer. And then he'll be stuck in the same contract. <laughs> Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe he'll remain a weird robot. It's possible. I just. <laughs> now it's like, cool, we got a, a mortal out of a bad contract. This is great. But I also just gave Galactus a futuristic, nigh-indestructible robot. Hope <laughs> that doesn't bite me in the ass later. So... And nobody thought to be like, hey, can you let Silver Surfer leave the planet? Yeah, nobody's like, asking like, that. Like, Galactus was being a cool guy and was like, you, you can have one wish, tiny boy. <laughs> because Galactus is hella chill now. Yeah, like, like the last time we saw him, they trapped him in the negative zone as a, as a, big, as a big old trick from Reed Richards. And he's not even upset about it when he shows up again. He's like, <laughs> nah, guys, it's cool. <laughs> uh, we have one more thing to talk about, and it is Giant Size Defenders issue number three, which I think, as dumb as it is, is my favorite thing that I read this week. Oh, it's uh, horrendous. <laughs> It's so fucking bad that it's good to me. And I thought it was really funny. It's great. It's 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 great bad. Uh, it's, Daredevil it's a, is funny. A timeless uh, story structure where t two godlike figures 
summon people that we know to fight for them as champions uh, in a sort of a, a a game. And the the people in question this time, so the the it is it's the Grand Master who uh, is at, adapted into the MCU as the Jeff Goldblum character from Thor Ragnarok. Um, but it's the Grandmaster versus, I guess, just some robot Dr. Doom made one time that fucked off and was like, I want to go play weird games in space. <laughs> and and the players, so the, the robot picks a whole bunch of aliens we've never met before. And the Grandmaster picks heroes from Earth. And so we've got Hulk, Strange, Namor, Valkyrie, Daredevil, and Nighthawk. And I liked these fights, I guess. I kind of did. Is that bad? Like, it's nonsense. This issue's nonsense, but I had fun with it. I like watching Namor get crushed. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like a series of three 2v2 fights. Uh, I guess let's talk about this right now. There are two separate instances where there is a page where the top half is art and the bottom half is a novel. It's very wild that they try to get away with that. Unacceptable. I it is unacceptable. I just didn't read it on principle. This is, yeah, this is <laughs> you just skipped it. Not allowed. That's the thing is that it's wholly skippable. It doesn't make any sense. Like they're bad. It's bad content. <laughs> so I don't. I don't. Yeah. Again, like I agree with Rory. What Rory said. I don't know how they thought they could get away with it. That's fucking bullshit. This is a comic. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't put. Don't put your novel into my comic. I mean, it's one thing if it's the first page or if it's. If it's at all sort of explained or interacted with, you can't just drop it's it I'm so confused what's happening. And it's and it's in novel form. It's like it's expositional, it's descriptive. That's what the pictures are for. Get out of here with this. It's like they're making a stylistic choice. It's a bad choice. Well, there's chapter headings too throughout this one. So it's broken right. into four it's broken into like five chapters or whatever. And you know, we've seen that a couple times i know on the issue the the issue that we recorded without you shane uh the giant size x-men that we read also does that like it has little chapter markings because it's a longer story um and i guess that's their way of structuring it a little bit um but yeah those two things combined made it really weird like yeah but did you have to read novellas yeah did you mean to write a book did you mean to write (laughs) a book and (laughs) accidentally put art in it we have to talk about the part where Valkyrie fights a psychic horse, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. We got to talk about all the fights. Real okay. Quick. Okay. Gotta, then let's. Gotta... All right. All right. Round one is uh, is Valkyrie and Nighthawk fighting a big bat person and a skeleton warrior riding a horse. Except the skeleton warrior is not the enemy. Uh, Valkyrie intuits partway through the fight that the horse is actually controlling the skeleton, which is why she can't kill it. <laughs> and she kills the horse. <laughs> the, let's see. Let's see. Then, uh, then round two is Namor and Daredevil versus a lizard man, and I think the Pokemon Ditto, right? Like it's a weird shape shifting blob. Guess so. And they lose. They lose bad. It's it's an it's an amorphous uh, Mr. Incredible. That's mm-hmm. what I would say it is. It's it's yeah. Mr. Incredible in not human form. Totally. Yeah, Namor gets thrashed by a chiseled lizard. <laughs> yes. Is there anything beef. in chiseled? Is chiseled anything? Beef lizard? <laughs> Bizzard. Lizard. lizard beef. Lizard uh, beef. And of course, <laughs> Of course, as readers of comics, we know that they're not dead, but they do appear to fully fucking die. 
uh, because they we're, we're told that these are fights to the death. And then yeah. uh, round three is the best. Uh, it's Hulk, Hulk and Doctor Strange versus a tiny alien little man named Grot and Korvac from the year 2977. Grot is a baby who looks like Bobby Hill and uh, I guess is both psychic and uh, <laughs> uh, super strong. It's, it's a... This is a crazy character. He yes. does look like Bobby Hill. He's jacked Bobby Hill for sure. <laughs> With like, you know, stereotypical little alien ear, like poke up things like uh, like Great Gazoo or something. He's like, he's like the fucking Great Gazoo. Um, and he's matched up against Hulk, which is very fun because he's demonstrably seems stronger than the Hulk. But it is fun to watch Hulk beat up a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, uh, there's a really there's a really funny line where so during that fight they're like the little green dude is using his mind powers to cover the Hulk and all this garbage. And I just think there's a really great part where Dr. Strange walks up and he goes, he goes, where is the Hulk? Where is he? And the way this next sentence is formed, it just says somewhere under all that strange. And it just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It just makes me very happy. Oh, <laughs> I'm buried in strange dog. <laughs> uh, my this is my favorite thing that we read all week, all all week because Corvac uh, is like I said, he's from a future, sort of like Guardians of the Galaxy style. Like I don't I don't know if they're from the same era or whatever, but like he's definitely from the future and he has future spooky technology. Uh, that is like a perfect match for Doctor Strange's magic. And so they just kind of blast against each other until Strange realizes, you know what, fuck this. And he just punches Korvac in the face and he's out like a light. <laughs> yeah. And I really like him doing the Indiana Jones decision at the end. It's a very, it's a very good. It's not often you get to see Doctor Strange just deck somebody. So can we can we talk about the the finale? Can we talk about the culmination of what happens? Oh my god, tell me. The, so, okay, so the they they get done with all their little fights and the um the grandmaster the yeah the grandmaster so the grandmaster wins two out of three right and then the robot go is goes a little crazy and he's like you're you're a fucking cheater i hate you um but then the, the all the the heroes come back and they're like no we're gonna kill you and he stops all of them but daredevil and daredevil is basically standing there like uh eh, i mean i knew i i knew i couldn't beat you <laughs> but we could play a game and the guy's like, Oh fucking game. Yeah, let's go. And so they flip a coin, Andy (laughs) daredevil flips a coin. It's a pretty baller (laughs) move on daredevil's part. To be honest, it is. He he just, yeah, I I feel like they went with the cheesy, the cheesy explanation where that's like, Oh, he's so good. He can figure out how to flip a coin. So it always comes up the side he wants. I know. Yeah. They undercut it with that. I liked the idea that, they knew they were boned, and he was like, and he was just like, I took a, fi- I took a fifty percent chance. We had zero before, so you're welcome. Yeah, I know. I yeah, know. Either way is whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then they had to tell us that he cheated because he's just so good. He's a daredevil. Yeah, it made me. It did. That did make me mad too. But it was. It was a little spooky right before they were fighting, and the grandmaster was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna keep all six of you, and I'm going to breed you." You're very, you're, you're very strong and very exciting, and I'm going to breed you. <laughs> Gross. Gross, Jeff Goldblum. Also, uh. the, the, the speed at which he literally changes his mind when he loses the coin flip, because Daredevil, Daredevil screams. He's like, it's heads! I win! 
I won! And then the the Grandmaster's like, oh, okay, cool, bye. Ah, well, you won. <laughs> yeah, good job, bud. <laughs> You're good at games. It was a fun game, bro. <laughs> ding, ding. Ding, ding. Oh, what's that? What is that sea bell I hear? What is that seafaring bell that I hear? I'm summoning you, Shane. Hello, welcome. Welcome to Fuck, Mary Kill. Wow. Where you have one in the gun, <laughs> one in the bum, and one who is the one. You shouldn't put the sound effect in this week, Andy. You should just leave you going now. <laughs> oh. Wow. These were, these were okay issues. We had some yeah. okay issues. And so in honor of okay issues, I offer you okay sacrifices. <laughs> Okay. For this week's <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> so first off, we have Fire Lord because obviously, yeah. Right? All right, good. He's, he's a hot, he's a hot fire baddie. We mm-hmm. we like him. We like him a lot. Um. Secondly, we have Cocoon Adam Warlock. What in the cocoon? Yeah, you have to take care of the cocoon like a baby, <laughs> like the Hulk does. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. And then, thirdly, we have to throw in the exploding man, oh, Mis- yeah. Mr. Nitro himself. Okay. That is a tough hmm. one. Well, my immediate thought is I don't want to fuck a cocoon, but <laughs> I might be alone in that, right? I mean, maybe you that's- You a little hole in the back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, do, you, do, you, do you think he feels it? I don't know. I mean- Metapod this. Oh, no, if no. it's anything oh, like God. a real cocoon, I, then he's like in a he's like a goop at the moment. He has no he's not a <laughs> just a goop in there. He's and if you put it, it in the microwave for like ten seconds, then that goop feels like a real <laughs> oh, thing. No. Oh no. Stop. Uh, Stop. Okay, I killed the cocoon. I have to kill the cocoon now. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking vile. That's so vile, Shane. Oh, we really learned our uh, our explicit checkbox today. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, all right. Well, Rory's been convinced to kill the cocoon. How about Fire Lord? Seems Fire Lord seems. I don't know too much about him as a person. He seems pretty honorable, and he's hot both ways. Yeah, he's both ways hot. Yeah. So. I don't know. I could see. I could see a romp around with him. I think Fire Lord is. I think Fire Lord's marriage material. You don't want to marry the exploding man. But once one one good deep explosion, one, good, <laughs> one real nice explosion, like a depth charge. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, because you made it too horrific to to f the cocoon chain. So so now, now we now we're left with this other. That was a different choice. Oh man, I all right. I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm just a little different. I am going to, I'm going to kill Fire Lord. Oh, big I'm swing. going to fuck the exploding man because I agree. You don't want to marry him. You don't want that for your whole life. But one time where like when you finish, he's. And now he's explode. finished. Now, like he's exploded. Explode, right? explode when I'm done, baby. <laughs> That's good for your ego. That's super it's, good for your ego. Yeah, yeah. You can <laughs> you can tell that story forever. <laughs> one time, one time I came so hard he exploded. Uh, but then I think you marry the cocoon because I don't know. 
it's not going to bother you. Because at some point, Adam Warlock's coming out. Or, yeah, or, or never. Yeah, it's not. A, right, it's a and then Adam Warlock comes out one day. But in the meantime, you got peace and quiet. And, yeah, so I think that's my choice. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I think I marry the cocoon also and just put it on a bookshelf and let it. <laughs> Let it gather dust. <laughs> it's a nice um, display piece. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice display piece. I think I kill Nitro though. I understand. I know you like Fire Lord. I I mean I do I do like Fire Lord, and I I would I don't know I don't know if I want to kill Fire Lord. You know what I mean? Like normally I, I normally the reason I kill people is to put to put them out of their misery or to do a service to this planet, and it would not be a service to kill Fire Lord. I don't think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it would definitely be a service to get rid of Nitro, who just blows his top whenever he can. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I totally get that. Uh, as a complete side note, I want to say that in a in a version of this game that you didn't do, I fuck Man Beast, I kill Barracudar, and I marry Porcupinus. Um, I like it. So I just want that on record. I just oh, no, ma- I fuck all three. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, Porcupinus, that's a that's a tough one to navigate. It know? looks like he's only got a pokey head, so you know you just oh, it's still room to navigate. Yeah, but I mean, maybe both heads are pokey. Oh, oh. ah, <laughs> Shane, god damn it with your bar- with your barbs and your microwaves. We have to leave. We have to go now. This is the end of the show. So this has been issue twenty seven of the Infinite Backlog. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, by Odin's blood, by Heimdall's eyes, and by Valkyrie's horse that is legitimately named Aragorn. Bye. 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 Bye.